wait is over. The wait is over. Coming to you on Berlin time. Berlin time. It is the summer of Stiller. Summer of Stiller. everybody and we're back big big thank you to colton for joining us uh, he had to go as you may have just heard he's a little sick so he retired early as an early class and uh he left it up to justin and i it's only fitting that we started this this summer of stiller so it's up to us to put it in the ground uh <sighs> it's like you said about moving on to Madagascar 3 from the first two Madagascars, moving on to the Madagascar episode from the other Summer Stiller episodes is kind of bittersweet. Because it's bitter that the Summer Stiller is coming to an end. The endless summer. <laughs> the Beach Boys endless summer. The Florida vanity license plate endless summer True. is simply being... That's like your <laughs> phrasing of putting it into the ground. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I thought that was good. Not necessarily running it into the ground, I hope, but and you maybe know, also think, that. You know what I think, Justin? I think people are taking this for granted, okay? Because <laughs> there have been so many people that have come up to me or, you know, commented or slid up on a DM and said, Summer of Stiller, it's, hey, jackass, it's October, <laughs> it's November, it's December. Okay, like... <laughs> You know, okay. I get it. <laughs> I was going to say something. Anyway. I'm not black, I'm OJ. <laughs> yeah, okay. literally. Do you know how, um, who made all the profit? Wait, what is it? What is it worth? I don't yeah, know. No. <laughs> you know, it's more important than spending all your money at the strip club. Credit. Profit. <laughs> was it you who, for a while, I thought that he was saying profit? Yeah, yeah. And we were discovered I that was he was expecting... <laughs> I listened to that this morning. Out of just like a whim, I woke up from like a dream and was like, I need to listen to that song, bro. So I listened to it this morning and I was expecting him to say profit and then literally jump scared me when he said credit. <laughs> jump scared. <laughs> Imagine you're just like on the bus going to school, headphones on, profit, you just jump. Yeah. Um, anyway. Anyway. I think they're taking it for granted, all right? Because it's it's so easy to sit on your you know high and mighty horse and uh, you know be like, oh, summer of Stiller. Oh, the, it's not even summer. What are these guys doing? They don't know how to do anything. Well, guess what? First of all, I bet you didn't even listen to an episode of Summer of Stiller. The people who are saying that, and it's ending. But when you do listen to these episodes in a few months. And you go, oh, well, let me check out that Summer of Stiller. Let me binge Summer of Stiller. You know, what is this all about? Because I need some more filmatic in my life. And you go, oh, my God, it was perfect. It never ended. It kept going. There was so much content. They talked to her about Walt, Secret Life of Walter Mitty for four hours. That was great. Oh, my God. Why is there? I wish there was more. I was wrong. And you know what? You're right. You were wrong. <laughs> there's anything yeah, I learned. There's anything I learned about a good business, it's always tell the customer they're wrong. 
and you, yeah. my friends, are wrong. And I hate you. <laughs> All right. <laughs> hey, what were you gonna say? Um, that's a good question. Something about I don't know. It's all good. Yeah, I don't even remember. It was something. I I do think it's awesome. I think I remember there was a time when you and I were genuinely like, "Shit, should we end the summer of Stiller?" Like, because it's like not. It's obviously not summer anymore. Like, yeah. And we're like, uh, maybe maybe it'll get funnier if we keep going. Well, we were correct. We were simply correct. Yes. It did get funnier. I think. Well, yeah. The fact that it's like the end of January. Well, it's, that's what I think. Also. People who say that don't understand is that we're fully aware. You know what I mean? Like Casey, like Casey, I think hey. it was Casey. <laughs> Do you not realize is January? Okay, let me look up the exact date summarize because I'm pretty sure it doesn't go into January. Yeah, like the way Casey said it to me, it like made it some sort of joke where it's like, oh, it's summer of Steeler, it's it's freaking December, and I'm like. Like it's like I had to explain that it gets funnier as it goes on. You know, it's like is this why is this concept so foreign to people? Why do they think that we're somehow like unaware that or like we're? I mean, we are kind of anyway. My point being, you guys are gonna miss this, and you're gonna you're gonna be very happy that we spent as long as we did and you're going to be going oh my god i cannot wait for summer of smith will no i'm just kidding we don't have to do that we'll figure out what we're gonna do no remember we're gonna do winter of Wahlberg. <laughs> sure there's winter of Wahlberg. there's january of james kevin there's oh um... dude true <laughs> what else <laughs> well we're about to start the february of um <laughs> <laughs> Dude, I cannot think of Freeman. Was... Freeman, dude, are we gonna watch Oblivion, Bruce Almighty? Uh, um... No, no, dude, Martin Freeman. Oh, yeah, I you Morgan Freeman. yeah, I know, I was obviously. That is that's good. Yeah, that's good. funny to pull Oblivion out of your ass is the first Morgan Freeman movie. <laughs> I like, dude. I was like browsing Netflix the other day, just things to watch, and I saw Oblivion and like the fucking picture had morgan freeman in it literally like i was like dude i completely <laughs> forgot his ass was in that movie bro don't get me wrong i like morgan freeman i just did not remember anything about oblivion oblivion was very formative for me in uh my early middle school days when it came out i watched it in the theater i also watched it at home it was a, it was a big movie for me um i i do want to rewatch it. i don't know how it would hold up I don't know what the, I don't even know what the general consensus is if there is any. Um, if I had to guess, I don't know why, but I have a feeling people didn't like it. That's probably. A good I guess. remember watching it and thinking it was like insanely cool. I literally remember nothing about it, but I remember being like, "Dude, that was like a really awesome sci-fi movie." <clears throat> yeah, so it same. definitely needs to be rewatched. Yeah, because there was also some trippy sort of like. Christopher Nolan tier stuff where it's like right, exactly. clones. And don't spoil the real it. You one. Don't spoil it for me. No, I don't. I, I want to remember. <laughs> Actually, never mind. I do remember. But my point being, it was crazy back then because obviously I hadn't seen any Nolan movies at that point or anything like it. Right. So right, it's right. like, what? Anyway. So, yeah. 
that aside. <laughs> that Let's aside, um, yeah. So we have he was in Bruce and Evan Almighty, um, <laughs> Shawshank <laughs> Redemption. <laughs> That's hilarious. That's a good Thank you. <laughs> that is literally like so filmatic. <laughs> yeah. Is to get trapped in like four segues within segues, and then be like, "What are we talking about?" And then go back one segue, and then go back another. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> to really get back to it, Justin and I consumed every Madagascar short film. True. Not nearly as many as there were for Shrek. Not nearly the same kind of undertaking. No, no definitely not the same kind of undertaking. But then again, we did kind of make up for it by subjecting ourselves to Mega Mind and subjecting. Como. Okay, by subjecting, I enjoyed you know, both. Honestly, okay, subjecting was the wrong word because I did oh, enjoy both. Oh shit, dude, we forgot to get Colton's ratings for Madagascar. Damn. We'll text him. Dude, should Colton's ratings like have more weight <laughs> on the average? Because he only has two ratings out of all the Summer Stiller movies. <clears throat> or three, whatever, you know what I mean? Three, right, right, right. <clears throat> I think we should give him like extra point seven weight or something. I don't know, like some weird like but we're not giving Connor yeah. extra weight for No no no. We actually uh... give Connor neg- we give Connor negative weight. <laughs> it gives points to the ones he didn't vote for. <laughs> yeah. Hold on, wait, what was the one that kind of did with us? Zoolander. Yes, obviously. Yeah, yeah. I want to look up his, uh... <laughs> Dude, you know it's bad when I have to, like, scroll consistently to get to the Summer Stiller Reigns in my notes. Oof, that is rough. Last edited... <clears throat> November 12th. Sheesh. <laughs> it has not been that long, has it? I think it has. That's fucked up. Meyer, what's... Yeah, fair enough. Dude, we, we made the longest Solanic ever, <laughs> and then it just it broke us for a few Man, months. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, so for the... Um, for those who didn't catch it before, we will be doing a summary of Stiller. So it'll be a post-season episode. A bonus episode, if you will, where we go through all these rankings, adjust them for finality... And give you a solid, we would decide format, but some sort of list, whether it's a tier list, a straight up list, some sort of definitive ranking. Well, it has to be a straight up list because we're giving numbers. So a definitive ranking of our take on Ben Stiller's films. And that'll be coming to you uh, promptly. So... With that said, was there something you, you wanted to read with Connor rated or Oh yeah, he gave Zoolander two a seven point five. Oh yeah, that, that oh my god. Which is literally four points higher than both of our rating. Sheesh. What if we just reverse Connor's ratings? So instead of seven point five it's a five point seven. Or what if we do the difference between 10 and 7.5? That's his rating. Okay. I like that. <laughs> so it's actually a 2.5. <laughs> he rated it lower than us. I want to go back and see the clip of him justifying giving it that rating, because I'm sure we gave him shit for it in the moment. I want to hear the clip. I want to go back and see the clip of Connor justifying a slur. <laughs> <laughs> what did he say? 
What did he yell? He's like, um... It was not a mistake! (laughs) (laughs) Guys, please go back and watch uh, Zoolander episode. Great, great comedy. (laughs) Where Connor... I'm not even going to say what he calls Will Ferrell, but it's fucked up. He calls Will Ferrell (laughs) the most heinous slur you can think of. And it is not what you would expect. (laughs) Yeah. When you hear it, you will shit bricks. Um, The question is, I don't know, I don't think we rated the shorts on Shrek, did we? We didn't rate any of the Shrek, I don't think. Oh, true. No, but we did it. Okay, I remember. At the end of the Shrek episode, one of us asked each other, how will we rate the Shreks? And I remember explicitly, because I re-listened to it, to find a clip a few months ago. You chose to rate the movies and the shorts. I, for posterity, oh, I, for posterity, I was like, no, I'm just going to rate the movies. And then I did. Okay. <clears throat> My point being, there's no template, so we could go either way. Or we could do the same thing. Or, I don't know. Might as well just rate the shorts as well. Like, the same way we've been doing Summer Store, where we do 1 to 10. Might as okay. well rate the shorts. Maybe they okay. could be their own category, then. For sure. Alright. <clears throat> so, Madagascar 1. Are we going to rate that right now? Do you want to do it all at the end? I can't remember how we did it in other Summer Stores. Do we do them as we go? Yeah, we did. Okay. Um, yeah, Madagascar 1. Dude. <laughs> is it? Is this is, is it? it? Is this is this it? Is this the first the first ten? It might be, dude. I'm like, of course, as we literally say in every single episode, we're probably gonna change some of the shit in the summary of store right. because we have so many that are just like the same score. We have like six that are like the same score. <laughs> yeah, we give them the same score. We've also like given movies scores that like later movies have gotten and we're like there's no way there's this <laughs> yeah like i don't know so everything is going to be adjusted for inflation but like right now i'm trying to look i remember you had like a dearth of high scores i remember like you only had like maybe one nine and it's the secret life of walter mitty wow I'm not saying i disagree That's with that but only I, nine. I did not remember you may even giving yeah. it that well, remember how we were like, by the end of the four hours, we had convinced ourselves it was like the best movie of all time. <laughs> yeah, we did. <laughs> we like, it started, like, it was we're like, yeah, this is a good Stiller movie. And then we're like, this is just so good. And Ben Stiller is our favorite actors of all time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Which... I was a little more generous. <laughs> I've given out quite a few nines. Night Museum, Starsky and Hutch, Dodgeball, and Zoolander all got nines. And Seeger like Walter Mitty got a nine point five. Yeah. I think Madagascar. Give Madagascar a ten, honestly. I, I'm I'm locking it in. I'm giving Madagascar a ten. Yeah, yeah. You you just cannot compete with. Uh, there's there's not one thing this doesn't have. Comedy, it's full. Story, it's good. It is good. It's creative. emotion. It's interesting. And emotion. I think that's something that's devoid of the other two movies that we didn't really get into is like, as they go on, the characters feel a lot more like caricatures. Um, you know, Marty's Marty's a big, I think the biggest example of that. You know, this beginning movie, he has such 
the whole plot is based around his aspirations of going to the wild. And in the second movie, you know, you mentioned like he's finally there. They kind of play with it a little bit, but they don't really get any. Like Marty is finally in the wild, and we don't really see That's his true. reaction to it beyond him being like reacting to these clones and this clone saga. <clears throat> like, I mean, he was in the wild in the first movie, but like, yeah, but that was the island, you know. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. this is literally where he wanted to go. Anyway, I don't know, man. It's I also didn't totally forget. Dude, I'm be honest. I kind of, I don't even know if I should admit this, but like I kind of completely zoned out during the Madagascar three segment where you were explaining it. That's I was like, totally dude, I fair. Kind of didn't like this movie, and it was just like, just like stopped <laughs> paying attention to it. But like, I totally forgot to mention Melman, who, as you know, probably, I don't know if I'd say my favorite character, but potentially mm-hmm. in the series, I think he's hilarious. His deliveries yes. are so funny. Yeah, David Schwimmer, man. He had like he had like five lines in the third one. Not even exaggerating. He literally spoke in like five different scenes. Yeah, it's like did they just like? It also seemed like I think like Alex and Marty, out of the four, Alex and Marty had like ten times the amount of lines of Gloria and Melman, and they Alex and Marty had like ten times less than like all the other new characters that I didn't care about. That was a really good point. It was just like kind of like weirdly like not really about them. Yeah. I don't know. Not, I'm sorry, Noah. Okay. <laughs> there was some good bits in it, but I'm all in all, overall not a fan. Not even David Schwimmer's Melman. David Schwimmer, the guy from that TV show. I can't remember the name of right now. We all know from. <laughs> we all know from. That. <laughs> yeah. I just wanted to make the joke. Um, Dude. I remember me and Tenzin when we watched the first Madagascar were like laughing our asses off at that one delivery where he goes, That's dumb. <laughs> I don't remember. Try and play the audio here if you could find it. I don't remember what part of the movie it's from, but it's so good. Why'd you bite me? Man, it's because you are his dinner. What? Excuse me? That's dumb. Come, come, Maurice. What is a simple bite on the buttocks among friends? Here. Give me a neighbor. The party is over, Julian. Oh my god, it's gonna bother me. <laughs> it's really gonna bother me. Why'd you do that to me? Transcript moment. I really... I should know that. No, I That's know. Dumb. It's gonna be like the Oh, you're right. Oh, wait, maybe it is. Now I'm confused. I thought it was the zoo, and then you said the lemur, and now you're saying it's the zoo. <laughs> Oh, yeah, yeah. It's because it's when um, Maurice is explaining that Alex the Lion's a predator, and he's like, he's going to eat you. And it's like, that's That's dumb. That's so true. Oh, my God. Oh, yeah, David Schumer's so funny. I feel bad not having seen him in, like, other shit. Dude, he's so... I rewatched those Curb episodes before I remembered that we Uh, did it, which I'm fine with, but they're so good. I it's want a, to just watch Curb like chronologically. I got into like dude, I finally two. finished. Yeah. Yeah. I can't remember why I stopped. The thing is, it's the thing with or at least okay, I can only speak for myself, but like Curb is like when I first started watching, I'm like, this is fucking hilarious. This is so good. And I delved into it and I watched 
you know, this is like during COVID too. So it's like watching at least one, if not more episodes a day, back to back, you're going, you're going, you're going. Suddenly I'm in season like seven or eight or whatever. And then you just get distracted with something else. And then it's like, not like it's not like you get, I don't want to say you get sick of it, but if you watch seven seasons of it back to back, <laughs> the formula, even though, okay, I don't want to launch into a curb segment. I was going to talk about the genius of how there is like, you know, there's like a very loose script outline right? and right, most right, of it right. is improv. So it's like, that's genius. So I'm not, I don't want to say like it has a necessarily a format that I got sick of. I think, I think I just burned myself out. Let's just leave it there. Anyway, no, so I, burned, I burned myself out, left it alone for like a year, you know, COVID sort of ended back to school, forgot about it. And then this like Thanksgiving break ish time, I finally finished the newest like two seasons and man, it's good. It's so good. Right. They're actually filming season 12 right now. Well, God. Damn. Yeah. That's absurd. Yeah. I definitely need to get into it again. I didn't even get burned out. I think I got distracted by something because I was yeah, watching no, it on a mix. hard drive on my Xbox and it was like really <laughs> inconvenient setup, but like something happened yeah. and I just stopped watching Seinfeld did burn me out. That was an example where, like, I watched True. like a bunch of seasons in a row with my brother, mm-hmm. and it got. Here's the funny part: we've talked about how infuriating Jerry can be. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it got to the point. The reason we stopped watching it is because he was like literally making us too angry to continue watching. Like, this guy's so <laughs> annoying. And then eventually they re-added it, or they added it to Netflix like a year ago or something. And I picked it up where I left off and finished it. And I was like, you know, you know the difference between, I'll tell you the difference between a good performer and a bad performer. We'll use the example of David Schumer and Jerry Seinfeld. Okay. The that's dumb line. The that's dumb line coming from David Schumer is hilarious. It's perfect delivery. It plays off the (laughs) sarcastic yet oblivious nature of Melman. It's great. Imagine Jerry Seinfeld saying, that's dumb. It's annoying. It's He's a dick. It's He's a, he's just a dick, okay, guys? If you don't know this, go go back and listen to the Coming to America episode. Where we, we talked about Coming to for like 40 minutes, then talked about Jerry Seinfeld for like an hour and a half. Yeah, dude. That's like, that was like my first uh, like co-hosting-ish ish episode. Yeah. Well, you were on like two of the quarantine ones, right? And then you... We're busy with traveling and all that. Right, yeah. And then there was the golden era of uh, spring 2021. <laughs> Classic, yeah. Truly the renaissance. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, we could do a whole fucking Seinfeld. Jerry Seinfeld fucking yeah. curbing enthusiasm episode. Just all kinds of shit. Oh, yeah. Truly... I was looking at David Schwimmer's filmography just to see. I have not seen him in much, but there is something else I saw him in. No memory of it being him. He was an alien soldier in John Carter. I don't know if your knowledge of John Carter, I don't know where it stands. Just it was like the trailer and commercials when I was a kid. Right. I remember it was like a it was twenty twelve, right? Oh wow. And I remember it was like a huge like financial 
sunk cost for Disney. Like, apparently, yeah. compared to, like, what they put into it versus what they got out of it was, like, devastating. Oh, they wanted it and... to be, like, Avatar, basically. Like <laughs> Exactly, exactly. And I watched it, and I'm like, okay, for a fucking, like, I watched it never having heard of it before watching it, like, three years ago, maybe. And I remember thinking, this is kind of boss, and the special effects are actually really good. Obviously not Avatar tier, but I remember thinking it was really cool. Yeah. And I was like, why did people hate this? Like, this is, like, pretty cool. Maybe it's because it's not, like, a typical Disney movie, but, I mean, does Disney really even have its own, like, feel anymore now that they've branched off into literally every single, like, genre on Earth? It's good Even, like, early 2000s, but, like, Pirates of the Caribbean, that's not, like, stereotypical Disney. That shit was awesome. I don't know. I cannot wait for our pirates episode. True, that'd be good. That'd be good. Anyway, I just think yeah. it's absurd that he played a young warrior in John Carter. Like, oh, it's probably like a cameo, right? Yeah, but why? He's like I mean, his filmography is kind of like um like reserved. It's not like super like well, it's kind of like in the new Star extensive. Wars movies. You know, like, Daniel Craig plays, like, a stormtrooper in The Force Awakens? I did not know that. Yeah, because it's just, like... Take off his helmet? No, because the cameo, the extent of it is just, like, Daniel Craig really likes Star Wars, so he came to set one day, and we put him in a stormtrooper suit. My point right. being, like, maybe, uh, that's, maybe that's what it was for David Schwimmer. Yeah, maybe. He his kid really likes John Carter, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> Right, yeah, yeah. Dude, so facts. But, <laughs> dude, please... Okay, here's what I'm gonna say. You know the uh the like uh trivia from Deadpool about Brad Pitt. Or the sequel to Brad uh yeah. Deadpool, Deadpool two where Brad Pitt's like the He's invisible. invisible, yeah. I think it's insane that Brad Pitt has that reputation because he did the same shit with Jackass where I don't know if you've seen the bit where like it's the Jackass crew dressed up in like gorilla suits like the fucking one from spongebob and they're like <laughs> vandalizing shit and like doing skate tricks in la and just like fucking around and then it's like revealed at the end like brad pitt takes off the gorilla mask and it's him and there was another one where it's like just about him doing one specific bit and then at the very end it's i don't even think it shows him in it it's just credited him as the gorilla suit and that's like the, the joke is that they got brad pitt for a jackass episode wow. and they don't even show his face it's interesting I that he has like that. that. Yeah. Anyway. Well, now he has about a different reputation. Thirty minutes in, should we start talking about Madagascar? True. I was going to launch into the Brad Pitt allegations, but <laughs> true. Can you? Okay. I don't know anything about these, but I've heard about them, and it kind of it came as a dismay to me. It's like Shia LaBeouf. I'm like, bro. <sighs> Why you gotta? Yeah. It's like you gotta is it like Ezra Miller. Like <laughs> no, because I didn't really care about <laughs> Ezra Miller before this. Okay, so uh, apparently, according to Angelina Jolie, he choked one of his children, struck another in the face, grabbed her by the head and shook her, and God poured damn. beer and wine on them in a private plane. Um, that's just like one of the many allegations she has about their marriage also from what i understand both like all the kids are on the mom's side 
and the kid like posted something on Instagram on New Year's Day or something where it's like um he was like fuck you you piece of shit like no one knows what you really who you really are but like we do and it was like a whole thing and um my point being like both Angelina Jolie and all of the kids are saying that he's like apparently a terrible person so um that's fucked yeah I didn't realize that. Kind of sucks. It does suck. <sighs> Penguins and my guess you know what? Are starts with them. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, that's literally, that's literally the Jerry Seinfeld, Larry King clip. Remember? Huh? You remember? No. Do you remember? What, did we watch that? Have you seen Jerry Seinfeld goes on Larry King and Larry King is like, so Jerry <laughs> Seinfeld. It got you got canceled after nine seasons. Whatever, how many seasons? You canceled after nine seasons. What happened? And Jerry's like, "You think I got canceled? You think I got canceled? You know, this is, we were on the air for ten years, Larry." And and he like freaks out and like goes ballistic on Larry King. And Larry King's like, "Whoa, whoa, don't be so sensitive about it." Jerry. <laughs> it's like it's, it's like a bit. I don't know. I, I swear we watched this anyway. Um, and Larry and Jerry's like. Um, Larry's like, I didn't mean it like that, you know. Most like most shows, like they fall off at a certain point, and they get. What he was trying to say is that like, the show ended after ten years. Jerry took it as him saying the show got canceled because it fell off. So that got Jerry mad. So Larry's king is like, calm down, Jerry. I didn't mean it that way. And, and Jerry, he's like, you know, most shows fall off, and and Jerry's like, well, you know, most people do too. And <laughs> Larry King is like. Okay, all right, all right. And there's like a pause. There's a pause. He's like, okay, all right, all right. B movie comes out tomorrow. I gotta watch this. Hold Dude, on, I'm trying to find that. I will literally find it for you. And you know what? We'll play it here for the audience. Lasted how long? Nine years, 180 episodes. You gave it up, right? I did. Sir. They didn't cancel you. You canceled them. You're not aware of this? No, I'm, I'm asking you. You think I got canceled? Are you under the impression I, that I, I got canceled? You, I hurt you, Jerry? I thought don't, that was pretty well documented. Don't this is most a, shows Is this still down. CNN? Don't most shows go down a little? Most people do also. You would... But... <laughs> yeah, no, I, I went off the air. I was the number one show on television, Larry. You were Do all, you know who I am? <laughs> Jewish guy, Brooklyn. Yes. Okay. 75 what? million viewers last okay. episode. What are you... Don't it take like it so canceled. bad. Well, that's a, a big difference between being canceled and being number one. <laughs> okay, I'm sorry. We'll be right back. Jeez. B-movie opens. <laughs> B-movie opens. Can we get opens. a resume in here for B-movie me? B-movie opens Larry tomorrow. Over? We'll be right back. Dude, that is absurd. It's like... It's like unsettling, it's like a honestly. It, yeah, it really is. It looks like something... Larry David's character would do in Curb Your Enthusiasm. Yeah. <laughs> Dude. Which is not something you want to be said about you. I'm looking at you, Jerry. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, fucking up. Um, when he says, uh, um, <laughs> do you know who I am? Jewish guy, yeah. Brooklyn. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Larry King has, he, or, uh, <clears throat> Yeah, he pulled it off so well. Dude, rest like, in peace. True. 
So true. Dude. He really was able to like maintain control and like save face in that conversation. You know. Yeah, he could have easily gotten where, mad at Jerry for being a fucking stupid asshole. But <laughs> yeah, and Jerry is just there. Putting oh, you think I got canceled? Can we get a resume in here? There's a big, there's a big difference between getting canceled and being number one. <laughs> yeah. Okay, dude. Unironically, I like how defensive he is about a show that he has no creative part in. Anyway, go ahead. True. I was just gonna say. Remember when we were like, I think we can wrap it up by midnight. Meanwhile, midnight is rolling around in seven minutes. We haven't started the next Madagascar movie yet. That begins now. <laughs> okay, before we do that, I have a, an idea. <laughs> okay, potential idea. What if we split up these uh, into parts? So the Colton Madagascar trilogy mm. is one episode. That's two and a half hours, you know? True. I have a feeling people might not want to watch if it's right, four right, hours. Right, right. Yeah. So if we split that up, we do a part two where we're talking about the shorts and whatever else we're talking about. Anyway. That's not a bad idea. We'll have to look into that. Okay. Then it'll also be interesting to see the drop off in views for part two. Cause <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 50 views to four. <laughs> yeah. It's okay. We're doing this for us. So, Penguins of Madagascar starts with a very, very brief clip that takes place directly, at, literally seconds after the third Madagascar movie ends. <laughs> As they're like flying away on their floating circus or whatever, it shows like the silhouettes of the four main Madagascar animals dancing. And then like the penguins are like, "All right, fuck this." Well, no, but, they're uh, playing. They're playing the Afro song in a meta commentary. They're playing the Afro song dancing. The <clears> penguins are like. I can't stand this. Get out of it. Let's oh, get yeah. out of here. Yeah, okay. This, Thank you. Okay, you, maybe you should yeah, yeah, please move into this because I this is a great, don't. It's a great Also, movie. is this movie... So, um, by the way, does this count as being rated under Summer of Stiller if Ben Stiller isn't in the movie? Yeah, I was I was going to comment on that. I was going to say this is the only movie on this list that we're rating <laughs> that he's not in. It could go into maybe an honorable mentions. Or, I don't know. We'll figure it out. Anyway, so before... You actually were wrong. Before that, the first opening scene is the baby <clears throat> penguin. Right. Okay, so Skipper, Rico, and Kowalski, they're, they're chicks in Antarctica, and they see an egg roll off this like cliff near an iceberg. And they're like, isn't anybody going to get that? And they're like, no, we got to keep moving. We got to go. The winter, it's time to hibernate or whatever. We got to migrate. And... So they go and rescue the egg. Also, by the way, great um, cameo from uh, the documenter. What's his name? This is bad. Um, yeah, it's so true. Oh my god. How am I forgetting? That's bad. <laughs> Walt, Walt Werner, Werner Herzog. Werner Herzog. Herzog, yeah, of course. Great actor, great director. Um, anyway, they rescue the egg. And of course, it hatches and it's private. And in this whole meeting adventure, they decide they're going to stick together and be brothers. Then we cut to the present. They're leaving the circus. They launch onto a cannon. They're like, well, private, it's your 10th birthday. 
and we're going to Fort Knox. And they break into Fort Knox, which is absurd. Um, all, not for any gold, but to get the coveted cheesy dibbles chips, uh, puffed chips for Private's birthday. Happy ding dong birthday, Private. And then he gives him a coin. And <laughs> he, uh, Private gets stuck in the machine. And the machine, they're like, the machine's alive! But no, it's actually been hijacked by an octopus. What? So they're kidnapped in this vending machine by an octopus, and they end up in Italy? Venice, Italy, yeah. And it's there they encounter the chief octopus named Dave, who can also shapeshift into a human. It's just something octopuses can do, apparently. Well, it's not only shapeshifting, it's just like squeezing his body into the right shapes. Also, the clothes just appear out of nothing. It's color, isn't it? Like really? he can like change his skin color and pattern. He has a like clear, it? has a coat on. Like, well, I guess he didn't like create the coat out of nothing. He just was wearing a coat, right? Where's the coat when he's an octopus? He threw it off, didn't? Didn't he? I don't think. I think there's a moment where he turns into him later in the movie. Maybe I'm a wrong. plain Who's octopus. Thinking? He yeah. turns into the scientist with clothing. Yeah. I don't know about that, bro. If but that's right. the case, that's just the magical realism of this movie, which takes it. Okay, so Madagascar 3 steps up the surreal, just absurdity. Like the first two movies, obviously, they're like not realistic whatsoever, but they're like based in reality. The third one introduces like fantasy elements with, <laughs> like we said, detective, like breaking through brick walls and like bounding over buildings and shit yeah penguins of madagascar takes it a step further and becomes like actually just like a cartoon like yeah caricature of our laws of almost almost looney tunes maybe not that far but you know similar arena um anyway dave reveals that he was an exhibit at central park zoo but was outshined when the penguins got brought in to the zoo and everyone stopped coming to his, uh, his aquarium and it keeps, he kept getting shifted into smaller things. Eventually, I think next to a toilet. Um, anyway, so that's, that's his, that's his beef with the penguins. And, um, he has developed a serum, which we don't know what it does yet, but some sort of serum that's gonna enact his revenge basically. And, um, so the penguins obviously try to flee and escape. So this is a you know an action scene that takes place in Venice, Italy. You know they're on a gondola. Um, very, I think. Like I think one of, yeah, so true. I think one of the best parts of the movie, in my opinion, is it's like they knew exactly what they were getting into by making a penguins movie, which is like, what do people want the most from these characters? Is just like fucking absurd unrealistic action set pieces where they can do anything. You know what I mean? Like get on a gondola, drive it blind, go on the street and still be in the gondola using the oars and like go on walls and shit. You know what I mean? It's just like, it's so good. And it's so always so smooth. Um, anyway, <clears throat> penguins try to get away, but they can't and they're cornered cut to the North wind. A team of super animals 
who saved the penguins, led by um, a wolf named Classified, uh, along with a polar bear and a seal and an owl. Okay, the wolf is played by Benedict Cumberbatch, by the way. And <clears throat> basically, Are any the, uh, the other ones voiced by anyone notable? Ken Jong voices the seal. Yeah. And um, so basically the rest of the movie is kind of like a, the penguins are like very juvenile and unserious, even though they get stuff done, which clashes with the North Wind's kind of protocol. And they try to, uh, they realize that the Dave's plan is to, take over the world starting with eradicating all penguins with his serum that turns penguins into monsters so they're not cute anymore. Um, and also so that they're monsters. Basically, classified as like, these penguins are our liability and then ships them to Madagascar. It's pretty funny. But it's a plane to Madagascar this time. And the penguins, and I think another very smooth sequence escape from the plane and they basically like they plane hop for through different planes um that was a really good scene actually it's so well done the action is so entertaining and um anyway they end up in uh shanghai and come up with a plan there's a good bit when they get in shanghai and they true yeah i can't remember why they think it's dublin for some reason and maybe next to an Irish bar or something, something like that, maybe. Yeah, something like that. They're like, must be Dublin, and so they're like, <laughs> and they see on the TV that Shanghai. they have to go to Shanghai. Yeah, so they're like, rats. We're nowhere near Shanghai. We're in Ireland. So they <laughs> mail themselves to Shanghai, and there's like this little bit where like the mail truck picks them up, and like two seconds later, just brings them and drops them back at the exact same spot, and they get out, and they're like, oh, looks like we're in Shanghai. That's pretty good. No, no, they, they, I think he says it looks like he says it looks like Ireland or something, right? Oh yeah, true. Yeah, he's like, yeah, yeah, so true. That's like so good funny, thing. dude. There are some really good jokes on this movie. Um. Anyway, their plan is to use private as bait because there's this overlying theme in the movie that like private is, um, unrecognized by his brothers as being a valuable asset of the team. I think there's literally a moment where private's like. Let's skip it for my birthday. I'd really just I'd like to be a, a a real value, a real and valued member of this of this team. And then, like a minute later, Rico does something or takes out an octopus. And Skipper's like, "Good job, Rico. You are a real and valued member of this team." Or something like that. And Private's like, "Oh, yeah, it's true. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> dude. Also, I just like yeah. looked at the transcript for fun, and I went to the part where they're talking about Ireland. <laughs> Kowalski's like. From my calculations, we've arrived in the center of Dublin, Ireland. And Skipper's like, all right, soldiers, we got to blend in. River dance. <laughs> I think, okay, well, I'll get to that at the end. But basically, um, trying to use private as bait because Dave is coming to take out these, to get the mermaids. They're dressed as mermaids also, for what it's worth. To get these mermaid penguins from the Shanghai Zoo. Um, he captures Private. They're unable to sh- to save him, and um, he gets taken back to the lair. Learns Dave's full plan. 
now the penguins and are back with North Wind and they're clashing about the different plans that they have to use. Um, eventually Skipper has to give in because they lost private and they have to distract the octopuses outside the lair. So they do this, uh, another Irish jig sort of, I guess, as a way to describe no, it. Wasn't it a polka? True. Very true. It was a polka. Hey, listen, I hate to keep coming back to the Dublin bit, but <laughs> the part you said where he's like, he says it looks like Ireland way funnier even it's it's so much better than i could have remembered they pop out of the package thinking that they've now been shipped to shanghai and skipper's like he goes so this is it shanghai's famous little dublin district dude that is literally funnier than any singular aspect of madagascar 3 and True. a lot of Madagascar too for that that is like an that's like an S tier joke like, oh it's so good just the fact they keep like they take it so far yeah dude it's the best kind of joke it's my favorite kind yeah. it's like you get something absurd you drive it in with uh there's nothing funnier than a confident ignorant person I'm not saying Skipper is all the time I'm just saying like as an element in this movie, that's kind of like the whole point of them, the penguins. Yes. Honestly, yeah, literally, it's yeah. Um, my point being, God, such so good. Um. Anyway, so uh, Dave, you know, uses the Medusa serum on all the penguins that he's captured, unleashes them on New York City, and um, basically, Private ends up uh just a long story short, Private ends up saving the day. And um, they turn Dave into a, uh, they trap him in a, they shrink him and trap him in a snow globe. Um, Private's finally a valuable member of the team. And he, the so the, the movie ends, the North Wind gives them all jetpacks. And they fly back to the circus. Okay. And you and I had this question because there's this whole, I don't really want to go into the details, but basically private ends up getting hit with the ray and is like fucked up when the movie ends. He has like a claw for an arm. His eyes like bulging, you know, we're like, wait, so canonically is private just always going to look like this. And then there's literally a post credit scene where, because they're back at the zoo Mort appears, which, you know, if I was in the movie theater, that'd be a standing ovation, Return of Mort, you know, um, <laughs> and um, they use Mort's cuteness to reverse Private's, like, ugliness, and they're like, it worked, boys, and they're like, well, what's going to happen to Mort, because they, like, transferred the energy or whatever, and then he swallows King Julian, <laughs> I forgot about that. Yeah. Yo, what does that mean? Dude, I don't know. But, um, yeah. There you go. Pretty good movie. Uh, kind of the opposite of Madagascar 3 in terms of my expectations versus reality. I was not expecting it to be good, and it was very good. Yeah. I think, um. Exact opposite of Madagascar 3. I think 
what I was going to say earlier is like, well, the story isn't like perfect and it can be a little redundant slash cliche at times, especially towards the end. I think the movie is solidly carried by the dynamic of the penguins. Firstly, and most importantly, by having nonstop just good jokes and uh, just really entertaining to watch action, you know? Um, yeah. I think this is like the, uh, if uh, if and when I do another Madagascar watch through, I think I'd watch one, two penguins, you know? There's no reason to watch three ever again. Uh, so, yeah. So now, yeah. What does this mean, though? Like, what? for King Julian and Mort. Is that, I mean, hypothetically, if all of this, including the TV shows, were all chronologically placed, is this the most recent thing that happens? Because I think all the TV shows are prequels. So we think. We really don't know, do we? Oh, King Julian, the show, we watched the pilot episode, and it starts before he's no, even... That I know. Penguins. That has know. to be. Well, doesn't the Penguins take place at the zoo? Yeah, but, I mean, the early seasons do. Who knows what kind of shit they pull in later seasons. True. That's something we'll get to in the, the Sabbath. decade of Stiller, because it's going to take that long to watch the whole show. <laughs> the decade of Stiller. Dude, I almost started watching... I was like... I had, like, some food and just some free time, and I was going to watch some shit, and I, like, came this close to putting on All Hail King Julian. Dude, you should have told me I would have caught up. But yeah, well, I was like, first of all, I was like, I can't just watch this and be like, hey, to be able, guess what? You're, like, an hour behind. But I also just didn't have the energy to, like, I was like, what if I don't like it, and I'm just, like, wasting my time here, you know what I mean? What if somebody walks in and sees me watching this? That, too. That, too. <laughs> <laughs> How would Jessica react if she walked in and saw you watching Penguins of Medica or uh, Hall Hill King Julian? I'd be like, oh, please, it's, it's for the podcast, I swear. <laughs> Justin? <laughs> Do you think so? Speaking of Rupert Everett, apparently he's directed and starred in a new movie that just came out called Holy Shit. The something Prince, The Good Prince, I think. It's about Oscar Wilde, like, dying in his, like, bedroom or something. And he plays Oscar Wilde. Needless to say, it's on my list to watch. True. I don't know if I've seen anything that he's done outside of Shrek. Yeah, I don't think I know what he looks like. But I'm curious <laughs> to see if he does the charm... If the charming voice is his voice, or if it's just, like, his character voice. He's, like, a dramatic, like, serious, like, Oscar-worthy, like, performance. He's just, like... <laughs> what do you think? <laughs> yeah. Dude. Oh, man, I wonder if he has any... I'll look into see, like, if he has any interviews about Shrek or something. That'd be awesome. I've said it. I said it during the Shrek episode. OG fans will know this. He's my favorite character in the Shrek series. Well, I mean, yeah, yeah, true. You did say that. Um, okay, so should we dive into these shorts? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's knock this shit out, bro. It's <laughs> We're going on... We're already... Go- okay, it's fucked up. We're already going on, like, three hours. We've, like, 
reached Shrek episode levels. <laughs> yes, we have. Okay. But it's going to okay. be possibly split up, so, you know. True. Um, okay. Sure. It starts with the best one, in my opinion. Yes, yes, uh, yes. The classic, the Madagascar, the one on the Madagascar DVD, the Madagascar Penguins, and a Christmas caper. And, you know, you mentioned earlier in the episode or last episode, depending on how this gets published, you mentioned in Madagascar one, the New York aesthetic. So mm-hmm, strong. Mm-hmm. Just in that movie, just in those little scenes. And we literally get to, you know, it's Christmas. It's like a, it's like a present because we get, we get, it's just the whole thing takes place in New York. Yeah, Snowing New York too. Jerk off session for like, for me. Yeah. <laughs> just me. <laughs> Um, but yeah, basically, um, Jewish guy, Brooklyn. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so um, it takes place apparently before the events of the well, not apparently it has to because it's in the zoo, they're in the zoo before the events of the first Madagascar. Um, private, this is a classic private as we've seen in the Pat- in Penguins movie. Um, you know, he befriends a lonely polar bear on in the zoo named Ted. And so he's like, I want to go find it a present. Skipper, can we please get him a present? Can he be part of our Christmas? Skipper's like, no way. That guy's a loser. Some, I don't know. I said something like that. And um, Private decides to escape the zoo, roam the streets of Manhattan to find a toy for this, uh, or a present for Ted. He's captured by the infamous Nana. <laughs> because he's pretending to be a, like, uh, some sort of trinket. <laughs> yeah, like a toy. Like a yeah, a toy. Or some shit. Or maybe she thinks a toy. he's a dog chew toy. Yes, a dog chew toy. And she picks him up and takes him to her apartment. Of course, the other penguins have to come rescue him. And this escalates into a pretty, pretty fun scene between the dog and the penguins and them having to basically fight the dog and like trash her entire apartment um in this fight we're entertaining really feels like madagascar content you know yes for sure the same Mm -hmm. and um rico ends up bombing the apartment (laughs) and uh and she still made it into madagascar too so yeah jesus um also, they basically, you see her, when you last see her, she's like, she's like, the dog did this? She's like, Mr. Chu, very bad. She's like, the dog bombed her apartment. Like, it's absurd. Um, I was feel bad for the dog, you know, when I was younger. Yeah, so, I feel like yeah. it was implied that she, like, beats it afterwards as punishment. Yeah, dude, I genuinely felt bad for the dog when I was a kid. Yeah. Um. Anyway, at the end, they invite the polar bear and... Turns out all the other classic characters are there, and they all sing Jingle Bells. Melman smells <laughs> something, something. I forget. Yeah, some. Yeah, the penguins laid an egg. Maybe I don't know. Probably that's probably literally it. Yeah, that was a good one. It was nice to the point, high and tight. I was home for dinner. It was. <laughs> it was just fun. Good old it, clean. That is, I think that family is farm. It's the quintessential. It's like the template for like a good animated short a little you know? short you know what i mean is it short 
It's fun. It fits the tone of the movie. It adds... I like the concept of it being about side characters and not the main characters. Yes, so true. I think that's an issue. Like mind Bernard short would have been... <laughs> yes. I mean, that's a whole other thing, though, because that's just more stiller content, you know? True. Even a minion short, you know? Some yeah. David Cross. David Cross. Dude. Shines, you know? I totally forgot we have to talk about Megamind. Holy shit. <laughs> and okay. almost Christmas countdown, bro. Okay, next next, next short. Next short. Let's just dust okay. it off. Madly Madagascar. Okay. Madly Madagascar. This the one Valentine's was pretty joker. It was so <laughs> weird. It was so weird, actually. Now that I think about it, dude. It wasn't bad. It was not bad, honestly. The basic premise is King Julian. Fine. Okay, so there's... Oh, wait, this... no, wait. There's the other one. There's the other one. Uh, Mary Madagascar. That takes place before Oh, Madeline. true, 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 true. Mary Madagascar. Okay. That takes place after the first movie, but before the second one. Very We're true. They're still on the island, but they're like yeah. already been integrated with the lemurs. It's a TV special. Basically, it's comparable to Shrek the Halls, basically, um, in format. But basically, um, so they <laughs> we start with the animals trying to get back to New York City in a hot air balloon from the island. But um, the lemurs are like, it's the it's the marauding red knight goblin and they take out the balloon of course this is referring to santa and um then they accidentally alex accidentally takes out the actual santa um true which gives bomb or some shit yeah and santa <laughs> crashes and gets amnesia um <laughs> So Santa's reindeer are like, nah, we're not, we're not fucking doing shit without Santa. So like, Christmas is gonna, it's gonna, it's gonna be gone. It's gonna, it's gonna be dead. No more Christmas unless we do it. So and private yeah. almost fucks a reindeer. True, dude. There's, <laughs> um, so private, yeah, he is a classic little. Uh, it's kind of like a penguins movie when Kowalski is in love with the owl. Very similar moment where he's like. Love at first sight with this reindeer. Very funny still that I was telling Justin about that I took a screenshot of <laughs> where he has a little moment and then it gets cut by privates slapping him to the ground and his face is like his eyes are bulging out of his face. It's a hilarious still that it's freezes on. Anyway. Yeah, I just found the picture you sent me of it. <laughs> the Madagascar uh crew is now in Santa's sleigh making deliveries they accidentally crash into an apartment little girl is there she's like what the f- whoa with Santa's helpers what okay simultaneously on Madagascar the lemurs are presenting gifts to Julian for what something he's created called Julianuary <laughs> and Santa's like slowly regaining his memory and kind of teaches Julian, you know, the meaning of Christmas is to give everybody a gift, not just yourself. So, um, the animals originally, they can't go back to New York because they're like, we only have enough dust to go back to go for, to one place. And they're like, we need to go home to rescue Santa. They go home and they to crash. Madagascar, not necessarily. Yes, true. Madagascar. Crashing into Santa again, but this time it restores his memory. 
<laughs> and um, uh, yeah, so Christmas is saved. And he says Julian's off the naughty list, and Julian's upset before he realizes he doesn't know what the naughty list is. So true. Um, yeah, so that's that's that. Very Madagascar. How'd you feel about it? It was okay. Kind of weird. Not as weird as like Natalie. A... Nah, yeah. This this felt like if it was included on a DVD, I'd probably. I'm showing it to a kid. I'd probably, you know, why not? Um, I think it, like it's obviously absurd and non-canon, but it fits sort of. So, you know, yeah, it's decent. All right, with that, we can move on to Madly Madagascar from 2013. Uh, I'm gonna be honest; I won't be able to give a very in-depth plot of this because the fuck happened in that i don't know but basically i think there's a plane so, and it drops some perfume yeah and king julian's like oh it's a love potion and then um starts Is that your king julian voice no no <laughs> can you um, can you do a king julian voice give me a line <laughs> fuck like you gotta <laughs> got him you give me gotta, a line of the voice. <laughs> okay, well, yeah. I was gonna say the one where he's giving Melman advice on how to ask out Glory. He's like, you "Gotta look in her eyes. You gotta walk up to her. You gotta look in her eyes. <laughs> you gotta tell her." Uh, I can, I can find it. Fuck, I can't find it. Just listen. <laughs> you, you got to look it up. No. I... <laughs> oh yeah. Oh, look... so he's like. You've got to march right up to this woman. Look her right in the eye. Lean forward just a little, or almost all the way. Then you let her lean forward a little until you're just a lips distance away from each other. Dude, yeah, that was an insane bit of improv. Clearly improv. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Then um, you tell her how much you hate her. It's a good bit. Okay, let's move on. Madly Madagascar. He gets perfume. Says it's a love potion. Starts selling it to people in the watering hole. Um, and um, I'm going to be honest. This kind of sucked ass. It was kind of uh, all over the place. Didn't feel cohesive. Didn't feel like Madagascar. Yeah. Um, there's like a sort of funny bit where Marty is like super attractive. And every animal wants to like fuck Marty. Um <laughs> Which, but it didn't really go anywhere. Which, I don't know. Uh, I didn't really like this, to be honest. What do you think? Yeah, it was okay, kind of forgettable. It was just, um, yeah, he had a potion that would make everybody fall in love with you, and everybody wanted it except Alex, who was like sad that no one loved him without the potion because he was used to being loved in New York, but now he's not. Yeah. And he learned that friendship is true love, and then everyone else learned the same thing. It was kind of. Why'd they make a, a Valentine's Day short? Like, <laughs> why do all the shorts have to be holiday themed? And why did they choose Valentine's Day? Um, it's a direct to DVD Valentine's Day short film. So there's a separate DVD for this. That's awesome. Insane. Okay. Okay. So, um, is that it? Yeah. Mega Mind. <sighs> okay. Mega mind. Now 
I had not seen Megamind since literally it came out. So really, I was going into this kind of blind. You know, I remembered general plot, very specific iconic jokes. You know, Ulo, Ulo, is that it? Ulo, Ulo, Ulo. <laughs> um, but yeah, I did not know what to expect. Obviously, people had always been raving about it, but I still wondered, will it hold up? And the answer is... <sighs> okay. It's late. <laughs> um, What's the answer? Yeah. Yeah, I think it held up. I, it was I very did. entertaining. Yeah. A lot of great jokes. There was actually some really funny parts. I genuinely do want to uh, rewatch that the next time I get you know, the opportunity. If it's on Netflix again, I'd happily watch it. Um, it was available. Um, do we go through the plot? We could like serious speed run it. I'm talking like I'm pull up a timer, see if we can do it in a minute. We can. The be... question is, will it be coherent? <laughs> Alright, fair enough. Okay. You ready? Who's doing it? Are, are you going to start? What if we trade off? <laughs> Every 10 seconds. Every 10 seconds? Yeah. Okay, how do we indicate we're okay. trading off? Just like... I'll tell you when 10 seconds are, because I'm looking okay. at it. I'll be... There. I'll say, I'll say, give me a good word. A good code word to to switch. Time. There you go. Simple. Okay. okay. <laughs> Ready? You're going to start. Three, two, one, go. Okay, so in a direct... <laughs> In a direct parallel to Superman, the classic Superman movie, Christopher Reeves, uh, Superman, uh, uh, Megamind's home planet. His home planet is destroyed and he's sent to Earth, but uh, also Superman is sent and his name is Metroman. So they're both sent to the same planet and they both are raised as babies together on the same planet time. And, of course, as an adult, he's aided by his fish companion, Minion, who, um, you know, Megamind's in prison. Now... (laughs) Time. He escapes from prison with help from Minion, and it's revealed he's a supervillain, and he has a huge rivalry with Metro Man. And his whole thing is that he loves being evil and everything about being evil, and he always loses time. Of course, now this time he's fighting Metro Man, things don't really go as planned, because as usual, you know, Megamind always fails, he's the villain, but this time he actually ends up winning, because it turns out Copper... <laughs> Copper's Metro Man's weakness. He ends up dying. Mega Man takes over the city, realizes he doesn't want to be evil anymore because he falls in love time. And that was a minute. That was a and minute. Of course, we failed. <laughs> Should we keep trying to go see how long it actually dude. takes with the 10 minute swap? Okay. Okay. Wait, okay. I'm not going to lie. You froze. You froze for a second back there. I didn't even hear your last 10 seconds. Goddamn. Okay. Uh, I said he takes over the city. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Copper's Metro Man's weakness. So Megamind takes over the city. <laughs> Okay. And is evil taking over the city? Okay. Three, two, one, go. But of course, he falls in love with Roxanne, who's the reporter that was uh, associated with Metro Man. Now, he takes the form of Ben Stiller's character, a custodian. <laughs> uh, <laughs> he can, he can shape shift and take the form of other character, other people. So he takes Ben Stiller's form. So she thinks she's falling in love with Ben Stiller's character, but in reality, she's falling in love with. Megamind time, I think. I, it started on an odd number, so I don't... Okay. That's fine, we'll start from there. Yeah. Three, okay, two, so, of course, 
he creates he decides he needs to create a new villain to give himself meaning. This is Jonah Hill's character named something I don't remember, but he disguises himself I, as Space Dad. True time. Um, Jonah Hill is uh, being raised by Space Dad Megamind to become a villain or a hero, but he actually ends up becoming a villain. Time. And of course, uh, this is right as he's dating Roxanne, and everything comes to a head when Roxanne realizes that she's been dating Megamind. And of course, this is insane because Jonah Hill's character is finally <laughs> Jonah Hill's character is finally <laughs> becoming evil and starting to take over the city. And Megamind is falling in love with Roxanne, but she doesn't want him anymore because she knows he's Megamind. Time. And um, of course, this all comes to a head when uh, Jonah Hill's character kidnaps Roxanne and challenges uh, Megamind to a fight and fights him <laughs> am I right? I don't even he beats, yeah no he <laughs> destroys Megamind and Megamind flees to go find a secret and he finds uh, a way to beat Jonah Hill and he finds that Metroman's still alive time Roxanne is also there and finds out that he's still alive I don't remember so I'm stopping <laughs> <laughs> okay um, uh, Metroman won't help them Metroman won't help them <laughs> he refused to help them but then suddenly, Megamind is getting the shit beat out of him by Jonah Hill and, or no, Roxanne is or some shit. And then Metro Man shows up to save them. And then it revealed it's actually Megamind disguised as Metro Man. Time. And of course, this is when Megamind finally outsmarts Jonah Hill's character by uh, using the dehydration cube to uh, basically trick him, defeats him with a gun, and takes away his powers for good. Finally... Maybe atrocity with a savior. There you go. Took us a little over three minutes, I think. The timer got a little fucked up, but uh I mean that is quicker than we worse. normally would have done true, it. True. So we covered most of probably the probably pretty funny. Yeah. I think the first <laughs> minute more just... Uh huh. I said probably was it you think that was more entertaining than us talking about it for fifteen minutes? <laughs> hard to say you get more or you gonna... there's more dead space when we're normally going through a full breakdown but there's also more content to cover so there's gonna be more bits and like little funny pieces here and there this is kind of just a little rip red and rocket yeah okay almost christmas countdown oh, maybe we should just briefly take a little moment to address ben stiller's role in megamind he was just a side yeah, so, character. His character yeah. was designed physically to look like a parody of Ben Stiller, I think. I mean, he wore like a yeah. turtleneck and had like crazy Ben Stiller hair, so it kind of <laughs> made sense. Yeah, um, he literally has like three lines in the movie. He's in the post credit scene, too, um, where he accidentally gets rehydrated in a washing machine. He's like, this has been the worst day of my life. And then Minion just knocks him out. Um, the forget me stick. Yeah. <laughs> Hilarious. Um, I don't know what he more there is. produced it, right? True, yes. Um, As you mentioned to Colton, directed by the same guy who did the Madagascar movies. Tom McGrath. Makes it, make it good to fit into this episode, I guess. Yeah, because uh, it's got Stiller. It's got the Madagascar director. I think it works. Yeah, um, no, it was good. It was good. Brad Pitt as Metro Man. Yes, he's been he's been covered as a topic in this episode. So he's, he's been covered for sure. Um, but yeah, I think 
if uh, people should people should give Megamind a chance because I did and it turned out great. It's a good movie. I liked it. Yeah. Almost Christmas Countdown. Uh, didn't I think we we can all I think we all know that we added that to the list as kind of a kind of a joke. <laughs> like you know, we see Ben Stiller uh, so? with Elmo. That's pretty funny. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But so what we were not expecting was for him to be the main character. Yeah, I thought it was going to be like I'm sure you probably thought the same thing, kind of like the Hubie Halloween where he's like in it for like two seconds as like a cameo, yes. or like one of those things where it's like because I've seen I haven't watched but I've seen the concept of like Sesame Street um like events where it's like a short like a hour long or some shit and they have like like 50 fucking celebrities come in for it. I thought it was going to be one of those things and Ben Stiller is just one of them that comes in and he has like a little bit, which is what this one was. It's just, he wasn't one of the celebrities that came in as a bit. He was just the main character for some reason as a Muppet. Right. Like it literally should be called Ben Stiller's Christmas. (laughs) Yeah. Stiller Um, the elf. It was funny. They decided to call him by his last name. Yeah. The movie opens from the POV of Ben Stiller as the elf. Which is absurd yeah. to us because we're like, like the first person like flying through the air. Yeah, and he's like passing by the other elves, and one of the elves is like, "Hey, Stiller." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Which flabbergasted us because we did not expect his name in this to be Stiller. Yeah. Um. Yeah, it was anyway. crazy. He was kind of like Bernard. His elf, his Muppet was like a caricature of what he looks like. He had like bushy eyebrows and like. Yeah, it was good. It was. Refreshing. There's also this snowball that he's telling this story to in the future of what happened in the Christmas countdown. Do you remember True. this? And the snowball yeah. is just like what I assume would be in between commercial breaks. He's back with the snowball and he's like, All right, snowball. And the snowball's like, Oh, what happened then, Stiller? And he's like, Well, for that you have to see this, and then he tells the story. But also, every time he's with the snowball, the snowball just decks him. <laughs> Yeah, without fail, every single time he gets hit in the head and, like, gets flung to the ground. And like, I was commenting how it's just so great, how every Ben Stiller, like, role, animated, live actions, TV, movie, whatever he appears in, cameo or not, it always just, it has to include him getting fucked in some way, beat up, shit on, you know, like, whatever. Right, yeah. It's, yeah. it's... It's like his signature comedic like motif. Like it's it's I love it. <laughs> He's like a modern day Charlie Chaplin. I also like a lot of the time when they did it, it wasn't just like he's a Muppet, obviously he's being puppeted. So it's not like sometimes it was like you know, hits he gets hit, he flies off screen. There was one specific time I noticed where he got hit by the snowball. <laughs> and you see him like plant backwards and his legs are like on screen flying up it's, it's insane and like i was wondering like how they did that with the puppet did they just throw it i don't know but Dude, uh, i don't know the muppet like sesame street and the muppets like puppetry is fucking oh yeah next level. i actually recently I've, yeah sorry i was just gonna say i've seen some behind the scenes like pictures of it and mm-hmm. it looks insane like they have like 20 people back there like it looks it is pretty absurd. You know, I watched a like four part YouTube 
some guy on YouTube made like a documentary about Jim Henson's like life and career and each different stage from like Sesame Street to the Muppets or Muppets to Sesame Street to Craggle Rock to like his whole life and like aspirations. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, I don't know why I said Craggle. <laughs> um, Spicy rocks. Yeah, literally. I don't know what's going on. It's late. Um, my point being. Schneider Cut. Schneider <laughs> Yeah. Um, my point being Jim Henson. So admirable and the Muppets Sesame Street is like it's it's top tier. You know what I mean? It's definitely it's withstood the test of time. And I think it will for a long time. If not forever. Um My point being, I don't know why we were so like begrudgingly dragging our feet into this. Um more so, I guess, from a time perspective of, like, oh, it's an hour long. Yeah, yeah. But, like, it really wasn't that bad to watch. I feel like if I had a kid, I'd show them this, you know? Like, it was very entertaining. Like, Yeah, I agree. That said, it had a did... lot of celebrity guests yeah. that we just skipped because we didn't... It was each... It was, like... Well, we were on a time crunch. We were on a time crunch. If there was a song... They didn't have Ben Stiller. Yeah, if there was a song... And Ben Stiller wasn't in it. We listened to the first like ten seconds and then just skipped the other fifty seconds. Like most of them, there was a couple of notable examples. First, let me just say, can you really expect us to listen to literally someone I've never heard of in my life <laughs> sing some random Christmas carol to Elmo for like four minutes? No. Well, you know what that person would say? They'd say, "Well, Justin, you watch Shrek the Musical." What makes you think it's okay to skip this one? What do you say to them? We didn't skip it. We skimmed it. And we watched all the parts <laughs> that had the metaphorical Shrek in them, which is Ben Stiller. That's what I say to you people that are criticizing <laughs> me right now. Justin, you, you didn't skip the three Fiona song, but you still complained about it. <laughs> oh, so true. Why did you literally just remind me of something I'd peacefully forgotten about? Dude, Look, at, we were, we're jaded, okay? Can you blame <laughs> us, bro? We don't have the motivation of our youthful selves. From two years, a year and a half ago. Bro, okay, Shrek episode era, Justin Nabil would have unironically watched <laughs> the TV shows for All Hail King Julian and Penguins of Madagascar. Yeah, but also, Justin Nabil from back then didn't have school. And yeah, place so fistful true. of frags for four hours every night. Yeah, all right. It was it was COVID, okay? That's a great. Oh no, no, it, it was great. It was great. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. What are we talking about? <laughs> um, Elmo. Uh, oh right, right, right. There's a few that we didn't skip. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> there were some that were shorter, and it didn't make sense to just. A, you know, throw away the the flow of things just to skip twenty, you know, thirty, forty seconds. Big Bird did a good job, I think. Yeah, who was his celebrity with? Oh, ah, uh, who was it? Why didn't Shit. I can't remember why we didn't skip that one? Who was that one? Meryl Streep. You'll have to look it up yourself. No, I don't think so. I think the fans might just have to. Okay, so guys, look up because. I can't remember if you guys could just. I don't really feel like typing it in. Elmo's Christmas Countdown, celebrities. It's the one. Song. It's the one that's with Big Bird. There was some reason I did not want to skip that. Um, yeah. 
Anyway, anyway. the next the other one we didn't skip was Jamie Foxx's, which was absurd. <laughs> Jamie because it was like the most like David Lynchian thing I've ever seen. It was Lynchian. It was so weird because the rest of them were like celebrities covering real songs. Yeah, like Alicia fine. Keys covered "Silent Night" or some shit like that. Yeah, Jamie Foxx comes in, writes his own song. It's like abstract as hell, and it's this weird like. 3D rendered music video with him like green screened in front of it dancing with Elmo. It is so bizarre, but it was yeah. really it was a really good song and it was really funny. And I was like, dude, this is actually insane. You know, do yourself a favor, guys, and just go look up Jamie Fox Sesame Street clip because that shit is so strange. Elmo is like 3D, but also there are normal puppets of like a Mouse King. Oh yeah. And- other that puppets. was weird. It's like the Nutcracker song, right? Yeah, something like that. And then Elmo is the Nutcracker, and he yeah. like, dude, he Break like dances. <laughs> it starts. It starts with Jamie Fox as an action figure inside a box, and True. Elmo comes over and like pecks the box open until Jamie Fox is like, released. <laughs> dude, I forgot about that. Yeah, it's awesome. Have you ever seen um Don't Hug Me I'm Scared? Yes. That's dude. what it was. That's literally what it was. It was so weird, dude. It was just yeah. horrific that beginning, the pecking. Yeah, it was honestly kind of upsetting, but it was very fun. Oh, literally I think a kid would get scared by that. <laughs> it kind of okay. Funny you should say kid would get scared by it because in the moment it kind of reminded me of that pixar short of like the baby and like the toy Mm -hmm. i think it was like a guy with it was like a drummer right yeah i know you're talking about i don't remember it's kind of creepy but like similar thematic like some weird 3d animation and like christmas themed i'd love to get an interview with whoever was behind that the sequence you know um but uh yeah anyway i mean very solid special Great Sesame Street charm. Kevin James shows up. He's as Santa at the end. True. Forgot about um, that. It's pretty great. There's a nice um, uh, Brad Paisley song that you can just skip. <laughs> Real simply. Yeah. Really all but one things you can just skip and just watch the Ben Stiller parts, you know? Yeah. Jamie Foxx and... Oh, sorry. Two things. The Big Bird. Big Bird. Know. Big Bird. You know, yeah, Big Bird is six years old. I saw that on Jeopardy. Jesus. He's six. Brother, he's been around since like 1975. I know. That was part of the question. It was like, what television character has been six years old for like 40 years? (laughs) What's the point of saying he's six, though? Because it's like... Why six? Because he's clearly intelligent enough to... He's way smarter than... At least in Elmo's Christmas Countdown. I can't really comment on his behavior in the other... I can comment. Because I haven't seen it in a long time. But there's no way he's six. He talks like a fucking adult in Elmo's Christmas Countdown. I was going to say, even in other things, I remember... One that I remember from childhood was... uh, There's this one where Elmo Elmo goes to Grouchland. Do you know this... Do you know? No, I just okay. think it's funny the way you're like commenting on it. 
I just I'm telling you I remember. I, I didn't know what actually. Yeah. I didn't be clear. I didn't know what it was called until I randomly remembered it like two years ago and googled and like searched <laughs> clips to decipher my childhood memory. I was like, there's a scene where there's a blanket. <laughs> there's and almost in a trash. Like I was like, and I strung together different clips. And I was like, okay, this is. And then someone was like, okay, there's a comment. With, and like, okay, that's what it was. It was Alma Goes to Grouchland. Right, right, right. Point being, I finally remember multiple Sesame Street tier things from youth. And I definitely remember <laughs> Big Bird talking like an adult. At, at least say he's like 14 or something. <laughs> Why yeah. six? Like, <laughs> I like, definitely, as a child, never thought he was the same age as me. I always saw him as an adult. Yeah, as like a, yeah. he's also... Yeah. 10 feet tall. Oh, he's big. He's also a bird. Okay, I will give him one thing that was pretty six years old of him, is that maybe even younger than six years old, he, like, didn't know the fucking alphabet. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, remember the whole song? There's, like, a famous song where he, like, reads it out phonetically because he doesn't know that it's not one word. Abskadexta, Jekyllmanovsky, some shit like that. Dude, it was, like... (laughs) Unironically, I'm gonna look it up. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Okay. Maybe you can play a clip of just him saying. You don't have to play the song, but just him, the part of the song where he reads out the alphabet as one phonetic word, and you'll see it's pretty similar to what I just said. It'll be in the. You kind of you're saying you want me to put that in. I want you to play the clip of him reading, like singing it out as a phonetic word. Because you'll see, it's similar to what I just tried to recreate. Abkadefki Jekyllman, of course, two wixies. Abkadefki Jekyllman, of course, two wixies. It's the most remarkable word I've ever seen. And we can put it in the bibliography. Wouldn't that also show the person we're trying to think of who is in that song? No, the alphabet song has nothing to do with the... Was that a separate part? Yeah, it's like a... Old school, like Sesame Street song from like. Oh, you're talking about old school. Okay, okay, yeah. Dude, I'm talking about, like, it, dude. If you don't know this song, you don't know shit. Okay, I get it. <laughs> <laughs> There's no a need Swiss to Swiss Army Man reference. Okay, have you I seen have Swiss not seen Swiss. Man? No, I haven't. I want to. Episode over. Can we? It's <laughs> one in the morning. Can I go home, bro? <laughs> Summer of a Swiss Army Man. Do you think Cole would have made it this far? If I hadn't given him the opportunity to bounce, do you think he would have, like, just interrupted us? Let's be clear. Let's be clear. I gave him the opportunity hours before we started because I knew this would happen. My earbuds just died. That's how long we've been on this. I don't even have a backup. Use my computer speakers. Tell me if there's, like, an echo. There's not. Okay, a little bit. Okay. <laughs> Good thing we're ending the episode. Okay. This. Yeah, yeah. It's fine. I was just saying. The option. I gave him the option hours before when we were on talking in the group chat. Remember? I was like, no. it's probably gonna go. He's like, I feel sick, so my voice is fucked. And I was like, it's okay. Also, we're probably gonna take some time, so feel free to hop off at any point because people do that often. Oh, true. <clears throat> anyway, it's okay. Nice. Yeah, sure. We are. We did. I'm like, all right, guys. 
we we haven't even gotten to penguins in <laughs> an hour. That is yeah. interesting. Okay, so looking at the time, because it started a new recording after Colton left. It's been right now in like 40 seconds. It'll be an hour and 30 minutes since Colton left. And we didn't even start Penguins in Madagascar until an hour, right? I think it was. Which means we've done Penguins in Madagascar, Megamind, and Almost Christmas Countdown in 30 minutes. As opposed to like three hours doing the other Madagascar movies. Yeah. I mean, we did the same and, thing um, with the Walter Mitty episode, remember? What'd you say? Cut out. I said we did the same thing with the Walter Mitty episode, didn't we? Where we spent yeah. so much time on it, didn't we just like cover like yeah. Greenberg? You know, because it was like almost 4 a.m. and we were like, we need to, we have school. Yeah. So we like sped through um, my Erowitz. Otherwise, we would have easily gone to like 5 a.m. <laughs> yeah. Um, but also, we didn't start right away because when we stopped recording the other one, we just had a conversation with Colton about our lives. Um, that is so, true. you know, it's a factor. 30 minutes, it felt like. I don't know. Yeah. Anyway, we did it. We have pretty much completed Summer of Stiller. How does it feel? kind of doesn't feel like it's over yet, but maybe it's because we have so many... <laughs> scraps of stiller to finish as well as the summary stiller. yes lots of sabbaths and scraps and summary left um but we will get to it in due time and of course also we'll start a new season and do uh puss in boots and what would we, we said we were gonna do central intelligence remember <laughs> i don't remember that but that's a funny idea i think it'll be good I have pretty much nothing left to say. So with that, I want to open up the plugging. Okay. I'm going to plug Colton Weitzel. Guys, go check out Colton Weitzel's Instagram. He's not that active, but you should be following him. And I'm going to plug the Big Bird Christmas Countdown song. That shit was fire. Great song. Great visuals. Check it out. And I want to plug All Hail King Julian, the Netflix show. Might be good. We'll find out. And I want to plug The Last of Us TV series. It's fire. It's great. I've been watching that. I don't know why I sound sarcastic. It's it's really good. Um, two episodes in. I like it a lot. And The I Last of Us game. Yeah. I really don't want to start it before the first season's done, though, because it's just going to be so annoying. That's fair. There's still seven weeks. Fucking hell. Well, it gives me time to play the second game, man. True. Are you going to start? Like, I soon? am. I okay, wait, the can we... and then I started the the short, yeah. The Last of Us Left Behind, which is like... Uh, the, the DLC. Right, right, right. And I haven't finished that yet, but after okay. that, I'm going to play the second one. I really wanted to hear your thoughts on this. So is it okay if we take I promise I'll cap it at five minutes. We won't take more than five minutes. I want to know what he thought of The Last of Us ending. Spoilers uh, for The Last of Us. Yes. Duh, Mordecai. 
me talking about the ending of it. Yeah, I just being clear because otherwise someone's gonna say something, you know. It's gotta be um, four and a half hours into the Madagascar episode, you spoiling <laughs> the last of us. <laughs> yeah, uh, dude, kind of an insane ending. I guess I was expecting it to have a pretty impactful ending, but like, dude, it kind of came out of not necessarily out of nowhere, but it kind of shocked me, honestly. I was yeah. like, fucking hell. That's, I don't know what I expected, because what I definitely did not expect you to bring her there, and then they're going to be able to do anything. I didn't think it would work. I did not think it'd be... I was kind of expecting the Fireflies to be, like, extinct, because, like, every fucking time you try and get there, they're gone, right? Mm-hmm. Finally, you know, you get there. I'm like, alright. What's going to even... Dude. Yeah, Joel goes hard in the fucking paint, bro. I know it's not. I know. <laughs> I know it's an option. It's optional as a player. It's a player's choice. But I oh, did. You, no, I did slaughter the neurosurgeons. Dude, there's like videos of people doing different things to them. Like some some guys like flame throw them and shit. Like I shot them all at point blank. <laughs> <laughs> I did that my second playthrough. It's it's. You really feel like the villain. <laughs> I know, you do. And that was kind of good. It kind of fit with, like, the... Which is the point. Right. Because, you know, there's a lot of moral implications about what he did. Yeah. I think what's even more fucked... Something... Okay, there's a few things. First of all, it was kind of instinctual at first. The first Doctor was. The other two... (laughs) I'd love to get, like, an animation of Joel saying this, but it's your words. (laughs) Like... The first, <laughs> I like burst in with a shotgun, expecting almost there to be a fight scene, and instantaneously shot the first scientist. <laughs> and then, oh my god! There's two more, and I'm just like, I have to kill them. And like, it was kind of dawning on me what was happening. Like as I was murdering them, they were cowering in the corner. There was dialogue where one of them was saying, "Please, just take her and leave." <laughs> Yeah, like, but I was like, I've already gone this far, and then <laughs> you take you take her. The scientists are like massacred in heaps on the floor. I'm like, you enter the parking garage or whatever, and Marlene like approaches you. And she's like, Joel, you can still hand her over and act like nothing's happened. And Tenzin was in the room with me when it happened, and he's like, Bro, does she not know the scientists are fucking dead? <laughs> Like, even if I gave them, gave her Ellie back, there's nothing to fucking, all, what, the only fucking neurosurgeons left in the world have just been murdered by Joel. Could be more? Yeah, I know, but like, come on. Yeah. The three, clearly, if they were working on Ellie, they were the top ones that they had access to. True, true, true. I know there could be more, I'm just exaggerating. Yeah, like, yeah. The apocalypse, I just murdered, like, the three top ones. <laughs> It's like, the, so like the, possibly the three it. smartest people that humanity has left. <laughs> yeah, but in all seriousness, pretty good ending. Kind of dark. Kind of like, not kind of dark. Very dark. Yeah. Him lying to her when she asks for the truth, and then it just fucking ending. It's like, I don't want to even know the slightest bit about what the second one's about. I won't. I honestly am just so curious to see what they do with it afterwards. I'm very excited for your thoughts. Yeah. I, I mean, I saw this to you independently before, but I want it to be known for the record. 
I think it's a great story. I think it's a genius writing move. I understand why people were mad, but I think if you continue to be mad, you don't. You just fundamentally don't understand both the writing and how a story works. I'll leave it at that. Got it, bro. That said, that said, I, I don't think it's wrong if you dislike it. It's fine to dislike a direction, but I mean, there are certain people who are literally like brain dead about it. Um, well, so I'm, not, I'm not learning about the story as I play it, so that I can see these opinions. And yeah, well, that's that's it's funny you say that because there's another factor is that um, the game got leaked before it came out, like a month before it came out, and people knew like the big spoiler like going in. Which also ruined expectation. It was a whole fucking shit show. Yeah. Yeah. No, anyway, I'm looking forward to playing it. I'm very excited. Also, like I said, you actually capped that at five minutes. To be honest. Sorry. Sorry, listeners. Sorry, sorry, listeners. But uh, the gameplay is great no matter what, and show has been pretty awesome. I'm excited to see more. Anyway, I will cap it. Is there anything you want to plug? I could think of things. Um, normally I would like to think I don't try and plug a lot of my personal production. Oh, here I'll, we I'll go. Plug here we go. I'll plug King Reef because respect to my man out there. Let me, I'll, I'll plug a few things. Let me plug <laughs> a new Fistful of Frags update. They added horses. I mean, come on. Yes, dude. It's game changing. We literally have to do another live stream at some point. Yeah. True. I'll plug the giraffe scene from The Last of Us. Probably one of the coolest scenes in any like video game story mode that I've played in a long time, if ever, if not ever. And you know what? It's you. you we, we all knew it's coming. Return of Justin Fischel YouTube channel. Let's go. <laughs> There's a new video out. It's. I'm not gonna say it's on par with. I'm not gonna say it's on par with. How Pir- to piracy? How to hey, pirate. hey, hey! It's not how to pirate. It's how pirates. Pirate. <laughs> yeah, it's how internet pirates illegally download. Content. I love that. I just wanted to. I wanted to say that because there have been multiple times since that first video. I've gone back and listened again for clips. There are multiple times where I'm like, "Yeah, guys, don't forget to check out Justin's how to pirate video." And you're like, "No, it's not how to pirate." <laughs> I was. How- I was trying to set you up for something like that by saying, oh, "Were you?" Oh, yeah, <laughs> I'm glad I like. That's good. Into that anyway. Perfect synergy. Perfect synergy. Yeah, well, you can tell we've been. We've been <laughs> for a you can tell we're getting pretty good at this. It's one a.m. and there's four hours of recording. Yeah, we've gotten we've gotten pretty good at this. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, yeah. So it's a new video for a different class, but. I think it's a nice evolution. It's the nice, it's the next step, really. So Truly. check it out. It'll probably be in the bibliography. Yeah, it will be. Guys, like make sure hit that bell icon. Uh, <laughs> yes. Don't have all on the channel again, but yeah. No, you will. I'm sure you will. So you're here first, guys. Check out all those things. Check out self-guided trips, Saint Mark's National Wildlife Refuge, EVR four nine two two. January 21st, 2023, and all those other things. So we'll be seeing you again very soon for some bonus stiller, as well as season six of Filmatic.
Oh, the big one. And uh, I think 2023 is going to be even better for Filmatic. And um, Tower Heist 2. Guys, leave a comment if we should do Tower Heist 2. Should we just rewatch Tower Heist and do another podcast on it? <laughs> I'm so done. I think that'd be a good idea. We'll have to float it with the others. Same crew back. Yes, one hundred percent. Do the same bit in the beginning. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We'll we'll brainstorm. I'd sure. also like to plug the bit that we did at the beginning of this episode. <laughs> Dude, the bit we did at the beginning might be our our best yet. <laughs> anyway. We'll see you next time on Filmatic. I've been to Bill Sharif. I'm in Justin Fincher. He was calling like so. See you later. As Ben Stiller would say. <laughs>